What's up guys, welcome to part six of my journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, even though it's part six, this is still gonna be my review of Star Wars episode four, A New Hope. I know people are gonna kill me for calling it A New Hope, but unfortunately, that's how I grew up, grew up watching it because I watched this film like 10, 12 years ago now. I'm a lot younger than most people who've seen the film, but I watched this film at a really young age, a really long time ago, and I have really fond memories of watching this film for the first time and how much it really did blow me away, just like it probably did blow everyone else away that I watched it. And yes, like I said, I grew up watching the film as Star Wars A New Hope, so I'm never, ever, I can never really start calling it Star Wars, as much as I think it makes a lot more sense, too. Anyways, yeah, I'm, I, I was, like... Do I really need to tell you guys about this movie? Do I really even need to talk about it? I'm sure we all know. We, I'm sure everyone loves this movie. If you don't, I, I, have, I, I, I respect you, but come on, really. I don't know anyone who doesn't love this movie. I'll be completely honest. I really don't. And Star Wars has been such a big part of my life for such a long time, and it's inspired me in so many things. And it all started with this, with episode four, A New Hope. And although by the time I started watching these movies, the prequels were out, I did watch the original trilogy first. So you could tell how disappointed I was getting going into the prequels because I came off the originals and I went into it right away. But we're going to talk about happy things today because finally we get to talk about a great Star Wars movie. Like I said, I liked Solo, but it wasn't great. This is, this film is beyond everything we've talked about and beyond almost every movie that's out that's ever been released this film is star wars star wars episode four a new hope is one of my favorite films of all time and the film that i've i think i've watched this film more than any other film ever i'm serious i've watched star wars a new hope countless times it's i think i've watched it more than even empire strikes back do i like empire strikes back more We'll get into that next episode. But I've definitely watched this film the most out of any movie ever. That's how much I love it. Now, it's no secret that when the film came, that but when the film was in production, it kind of had a production hell, as in George Lucas was pretty much given full creative control because no one believed in it, and it had a pretty small budget for what it was trying to get. And also, George Lucas was... Spent his, trying to, spent his time trying to convince his own creative team that this was going to work out well and this was a great idea because not much people really believed in it. And it was one of those things that by the time it came out, it was just the perfect thing, despite it having so many issues along the way. This is like a true creation. There were so many issues. George Lucas, I don't know what he had to go through for this movie. I'm pretty sure it was terrible. There was also a lot about kind of like the actors not always giving it their all and kind of messing around. Like it's been pretty well documented that Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford, as much as they were giving it their all, they were kind of just having fun on set and not going like, not being full serious, not fully focused to the task. They were kind of just having fun. It's been pretty well, well documented about that, but yeah. And this movie had a very, very different it had a very different it was going to be a different version early early in the development process 
it was, you know, the script was handed over from one person to the next and all that. I don't want to get into all that because this is a review, not like kind of a backstory or anything like that. It's more of a review, but yeah, I, to be honest, I must actually start talking about it now, but to be honest, I don't know what I could really say about this film that no one's, not, not anyone else has already said because Star Wars A New Hope is just perfect. Will I give it my perfect grade? Well, stay tuned to find out. Now we're actually going to start talking, start reviewing aspects of the movie. So, of course, you open this film. If you're a first-time viewer, you open this film. By the way, spoilers. If you haven't seen Star Wars A New Hope, you've lost your mind. Go watch it right now. Please. Anyway, you watch this movie for the first time. And it, it says a long time ago in, the, in a galaxy far, far away. First, first of all, you know, that's kind of like a thing before a film. You see that a lot. But then... This thing comes up. It's a Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. At least that's how I watched it. Then we've got this opening crawl and everything, giving hints about, you know, these rebels who got, like, got the plans and all that. Of course, that also tied into Rogue One. All of that stuff. You see all that, and you're just like, I've never seen this before. And I'm t- I'm telling you this from someone who watched the film. Probably in like 2008 or 2009, and I'm telling you that I never ever I've never ever seen. At that time, I'd never seen anything like this before. And that's someone who watched it, basically watched it probably more recent than a lot of massive, massive Star Wars fans. And I, I was just like, wow, this is awesome. And then there's all this, exp- and also it's basically the way they give exposition for people who have no idea what they're watching. But it, everything just, while you're reading it, you're so interested in it. It's kind of like a book where you're like, I can't stop reading and li- I can't, I just, j- I can't. I just, I'm so interested already because of how interesting everything sounds and the scope of what it feels like. Speaking of the scope, we get into the opening scene. The start, the Tantal Four flies past us. And then we had this massive other gray ship, which of course the Imperial Star Destroyer, but not everyone knew that at the time, flying past. And you can just see the size of it compared to the Tantal Four. And it's so, we can tell the Empire is far above the rebellion because of how big it is and everything you're just like i've never seen anything like this before i don't even at that age i was just like this is incredible everything looks so legit so great i was mind blown by how great it looked to be honest and i'm never ever going to forget watching the scene for the first time because Everything looked so real, despite how dated the film is. Everything just looks so good. And it looks better than almost every single space film that's released today. Which is truly a testament to how much they worked with practical effects. And not just computer-generated CGI. Let's use animation to do it. They actually invented them in real life. They used models this is what I'm always going to prefer, despite being born in the, in the CGI. Despite, you know, starting to love film in, this, in the CGI revolution, you could say. I will still always prefer practical work and model work. Because it works a lot better and you, it, it feels more real. And it feels like there, it's a tangible thing. It feels like you can touch it. Now, going from the technology. Like I said, you can already see the scope of the Empire compared to 
the rebels. But then you get into the scene, and this opening scene is a great way to do it. And speaking of, it's a great, great how they staged it from the droids. But first, everything happens. Princess Leia, cap- Princess Leia's captured. You get that really famous message being recorded, which is iconic. Of course, you know, you know, you know the, you know, you're my only hope line, and all the, all the entire thing that it's icon. It's one of the most iconic lines and um, phrases in the entirety of film because it it even plays into The Last Jedi and it's a single that people still say today and the film was out 42 years ago. It's... Wow. Anyway, this the scene. After the rebels are attacked and all, we get introduced to the greatest movie villain of all time, Darth Vader. Darth Vader is, like I said, 100% the greatest movie villain of all time. And he's played brilliantly by James Earl Jones, who is a fantastic voicer. I think we know this by now, but Darth Vader is everything you'd want a movie villain to me. He's menacing his voice, was awesome the first time I watched it, and then, you know, every it just you could sell, and you know, you see him choking the rebel, the the rebel trooper, and then you just see like this guy is, he knows his stuff, and he's not gonna hold back, and he has a goal. Although, to be fair, if we're gonna judge it as a film, as its solo, it's a standalone film, even though it's not really fair to because it's a trilogy. Darth Vader doesn't get too much development in this film. But I think most people were okay with it because they knew they had two more movies with this absolute incredible person, villain. But he doesn't get as much development as you would expect from this being the opening scene. Anyways, after this, we pretty much get the story. The story starts off with being... We're we're told by these droids, these two droids who who are now known as R2-D2 and C-3PO, probably the two most iconic robots or you know droids in any film ever i feel like they've said that a lot but yeah they just are and then we see them talking about you know empires and things like that we're just although it's more exposition we're so interested but with these droids it was genius of how they they told the story from the, these two droids at the start although I, but i will say that when they land on tatooine out of the pod, and then they go out, and then they, you know, they, you know, we have, you know, the secrets with the Jawas and all. That's the part of the film that I get the most bored every time I watch it because it's pretty slow, especially after they kind of, we get the Jawas and all that. And until Luke Skywalker and Uncle Owen show up, it's it's pretty slow. And I'm not, I'm as someone who loves this movie to death, I'm not gonna just like gloss over that because there are. Very, very tiny issues about this film. And I mean, like, very tiny. But, you know, we've got to mention them. But, so, yeah. Speaking of Luke Skywalker, we meet Luke Skywalker for the first time in the pretty, in, you know, this next big moment where we have Luke, you know, about to buy R2-D2 and C-3PO. The thing is, he's incredibly whiny. And I honestly forgot how whiny he was while watching the scene. While watching this film again, I was like, whoa, he's whiny. You know that Tashi Station line? Yep, I 
I just, I can't do that. So I'm not going to try and impersonate it. But he's really whiny. Now, as annoying as it, as annoying as it might sound, I will say that it does make his character arc, by the end of you watching this, which is a trilogy, a lot more impactful and hard-hitting. Because you, you see how far this character has come since the opening film where, you know, he says that. But moving on, we learn about Luke Skywalker and what he wants to be and kind of like Owen trying to explain. Like, he, he's too much, like, he's got too much of his father in him and all that. But then we see there's something about his father. And then, like, all of a sudden, we're just interested about his father now. Like... And that, but then, you know, of course, when the two droids go missing, well, no, when, I think it's R2-D2 that goes missing, I'm not, I'm not fully in him, I, I've kind of got head in the game yet, but we have Luke Skywalker running, we have Luke Skywalker running out, running out of the, of their hut, then out onto... You know, onto the sand. Then we get this iconic scene. One of the most iconic scenes of all time. Luke Skywalker staring at the twin sons with John Williams. Mind-blowingly brilliant music. First of all, this score in this scene is maybe the greatest theme in the... Ever. Ever. It's just not even a competition. It's so... It sucks you in right away. The music is incredible. It's just... I, I, John Williams created the perfect score. A score which he then tops in Empire Strikes Back. Which, again, we'll talk about next week. But the score of this film is... Perfect and the greatest score, the second greatest score of all time. I gave a little hint about what the first one was. Again, come back next week to find out. But in amazing sound design, even amazing music and the sound design, even all the bangs and things like that is incredible. Which, oh, we don't have to talk about too much. It's not the biggest deal, but still, the details like that is what I love about Star Wars and New Hope. Anyways. Next up, we are introduced to Ben Kenobi, or what we call him now, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then he gives us a bunch of exposition, which I know a lot of people have, pro- have a problem with. But Obi-Wan Kenobi, when he's giving exposition, although it's very, it's kind of a dump in your face, it, everything sounds oh, so interesting to his father. We see the lightsaber from the front. Everything is so interesting, just like the opening crawl that I literally... Could not care less. It was an exposition dump scene. I found everything so riveting. And it was told in such a way. Alec Guinness is great. Speaking of... I even forgot to mention Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Amazing. Anthony Daniels, C-3PO. Of course, brilliant. But, of course, then we have the death of Owen. Uncle Owen and also his aunt. When then he goes back, he sees a pretty violent image of his... the You know, you know the skulls of the, being... Their flash pretty much their his uncle has been burned alive pretty much and it it's pretty dark and all the end it makes the development of Luke Skywalker's character a lot more impactful once again. I don't know how they keep doing it, but there's also a really nice detail where Luke looks away and then he looks back. He's just like, I gotta look at this. This is 
big, everything like that. That small little moment has always gotten to me. And I've only just really come across why. It's, I'm going to keep gushing about this movie because it's, it's just too, it's brilliant, pretty much. But next up, we get another contender for the most iconic sequence of all time. The Cantina sequence. We are introduced to Ma's Eyes, the Cantina, which is pretty much a... It is a historical location for film fans nowadays. But we go there for the first time. We see Obi-Wan using or Ben using the Force. What is the Force? We don't know, but we're going to keep finding out. And then Han Solo is introduced. Perhaps the greatest movie character of all time. How many times have I said of all time in this episode? I don't know. I should actually count. That would be kind of funny. But, yeah. Harrison Ford as Han Solo is the definition of a perfect casting. And I genuinely could not imagine anyone else playing Han Solo. Actually, I take that back. So Alden Ehrenreich played, played, played him in Solo and actually pretty well. I'm editing this in because, yeah, I just thought of it. But anyway, let's get back. He is so magnificent and he's so cunning and he he's kind of treated like an anti-hero first but you know that all comes off as and by the way Han shot first okay it's not a debate I just threw that in there for a little bit of fun (laughs) not much of that but he definitely shot first it's not a competition I'm telling you right now but yeah of course we and I know people, this is the one thing they changed that a lot of people can say, but to be honest, I don't mind the special editions, but they do add Jabba in the special editions, who, he wasn't actually in the original version of this film. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go past it, because I don't want, like, big, like, a very, you know, big debate here, but then, of course, Al- Alderaan, get, Alderaan gets destroyed, and then, as Obi-Wan... Han Solo and Luke Skywalker are going to save Princess Leia. Obi-Wan notices, you know, there's a disturbance in the Force. All the ones been destroyed. You know, then, then, you know, Obi-Wan, then, and you know, they say it's a moon. Then Obi-Wan says, that's no moon. It's a space station. And Han Solo, it's too big to be a space station. I, that, that scene has always, like, it, I, I'm always so intrigued with that scene. Because you feel like something huge is coming your way and I just I love that scene it hooks me so much for the rest of the film but anyway I'm gonna talk about this entire Death Star sequence where we get which is it's all pretty pretty magnificent because first of all there is a mistake during the sequence which is pretty interesting and I genuinely didn't even notice until like two years ago I think where the stormtrooper bangs his head on the you know the stormtrooper helmet, the stormtrooper guy, one of the one of the people who were, was acting in the stormtrooper suit bangs his head on the you know on the wall, and it seems like a pretty bad injury. Although I don't know anything about it, it's probably would have hurt a lot, to say the least. But of course we, you know, we um, save Princess Leia, and then we had some awesome banter between Princess Leia and Han Solo, pretty much setting you up for what hap- what they become in the future 
while also giving you some great character moments, great character building moments. And of course, some fun banter. I always love that because these characters are so entertaining. And Carrie Fisher's Leia, great casting, once again. Everyone is so iconic in this movie. Every single character has been cast to perfection. Genuinely magnificent. And they're even better in the next two films. So that's just crazy. But everything in, in this sequence, whether it's, you know, Luke swinging across, you know, the ter- you know those, 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 um, the two terrains, of course, that's a fantastically iconic moment, you know, the lines and everything in that. And then, of course, we get the fight between, well, first of all, let me just, let's just rewind with me for a second. We get the trash compactor sequence. Now, this scene, this sequence, although unnecessary, I think gives you a little more, gives, shows more characteristics of Luke, Han, and Leia, and how they would feel when something like this would happen, all that, which I like, but again, it's doesn't really need to be in the film, but it's, again, a nice character-building moment, so it's not at all a negative to me. And we're going to fast-forward back to the action fight sequence between Ben Kenobi and Darth Vader. Now, this sequence has been picked on a lot as being a really bland fight scene, but okay. As an action scene, is it, a, is it, is it really that good? No, it's not. For the time, it was probably brilliant. Oh my god, out, out of this world. But especially now, especially after seeing Empire Strikes Back, you're just like, uh, uh, but to me, there's so much happening emotionally and thematically that you can like breeze past it, that you can look past the breeze past the fact that the action isn't too great and just look at like what's happening between them. You can tell there's a connection and a past between these characters. You really want to know. You don't find out. We just have Obi-Wan saying, strike me down. Be more powerful than ever and all that. But that's all we learn. And then, you know, Darth Vader kills him. And Obi-Wan just disappears. The hood falls down. There's just straight up nothing there. Then Vader's feeling, you know, for the, yeah. You know, but side note. George Lucas loves people yelling no in his movies. I can't help it. I just have to mention it because he just... He just loves it. I'm telling you right now. That's his favorite thing. But, yeah. And then, of course, we see the Rebel base for the first time, which is, once again, another, of course, really nice. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice moment. You know, showing the fans love, like, where... You know, it's nice to see, um, of course, it's nice to see uh, where the Rebels have been operating out of because, obviously, you know, it gives us a little more about where they are and how much, yeah. So, Yavin is a great, you know, it's very cool to see this. But, anyways, there isn't too much in here, although very cool to watch. There's not too much in here we've got to talk about. So, fast-forwarding to the final battle, although I will say Han does leave before but of course he comes back through his wit but first of all they're in the space battle and everything and you know it's just it's mind-blowing although 
nothing compared to the space battle in Return of the Jedi. This sequence is still mind-blowing. And the scene where Luke, you know, uses the Force to kind of know when to shoot the... You know, first of all, when Han Solo comes in and the music starts playing... That is... It's... I'm... That's, the, once again, the, one of the greatest scenes in movie history. I just... It's so iconic, and seeing it for the first time, it felt so satisfying. The Luke using the Force with the help of Ben Kenobi as a Force goes. First of all, Do- Vader and his TIE fighter. Awesome. We don't see it ever again, but still, that was cool. You know, Luke blowing up the Death Star, and Grand Moff Tarkin's last look. Oh, yeah, I even forgot about him. T- Tarkin's great, but last, his last, you know, the last shot we get of him, perfect. The Death Star explodes, and we feel this sense of satisfactory in us. And then we get to the ceremony scene, and then they handed medals and the music. The satisfaction, everything is so perfect. But, you know, we still got to realize that, you know, it's not over yet. The Empire is still out there, which was pretty interesting, I will admit. And I pretty much covered the whole movie, and I've told you everything I've loved about I loved about this movie. You can tell I barely have any problems with this movie, and the ones I do have are paper thin, if not thinner. Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but still. Star Wars A New Hope is perfect. Pretty much. It hasn't got a couple issues, but it is near the closest thing to a perfect film you could get. And yeah, I'm just going to get into my straight up, my final thoughts and just give you my my rating, that I, my score. Getting into my rating and recommendation, Star Wars is a great film for everyone, a perfect space fantasy film and mind with mind-blowing technology for its time. So it still looks great today. Fantastic characters, which get even better as time goes along. I can't say good things about I can't say enough good things about this movie. It's basically the nearest thing to a perfect film you can get. Just wow. You know, after I saw this film, I could not imagine having never seen it because everything was, it was so, so out of the blue to me. And I just, it's, it's just so, this movie, it just makes you feel every, makes you feel so much in all the right ways. I'm going to give Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope an A+. Although it's not perfect, obviously I was going to give it my highest grade because there's no way I wouldn't. Star Wars A New Hope. Talking about it just makes me so happy. I think that's enough. And if you have never seen it, like I said, you've lost your mind. Go right now. I don't care if it's not the end of the episode. Well, basically, it's just go. Quit it. I don't care. Go watch it right now. Anyways, as always, thanks for watching. And if you do want to see more, go check out my past five reviews. Although none of them are as gloomy as, or as bright as this one. <laughs> if you wanted one like that. But anyways... We got, we got another great film to talk about. Star Wars Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back. Next Thursday, come back. And then Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is, I can't believe this, five weeks away. Is that right? Yeah, because we have four films to talk about to go and then add the extra week. So five weeks to go to The Rise of Skywalker. I, I can't wait. That's just it. I can't wait. Let's, you know, I'm all in i just i really star wars and you hope is a fantastic film and 
you know, I can't wait to talk about Empire Strikes Back, and of course, I can't wait for Rise of Skywalker. Anyways, if you enjoyed, thanks for uh, good for you. Thanks, thanks for enjoying my episode. And again, if you enjoyed, go check my last five parts. I'm sorry I've said that twice now, but anyways, as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and have a fantastic day.